Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game with Next Generation Partnering, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to transform industries. And importantly, they will discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place because we all know this is where the best run. Let me tell you what my buzz on the street quote is today. I have an interesting quote from theglobeandmail.com. I don't usually find quotes there, but this was a good one. So listen up and this will set the stage for our topic. And then I'll introduce you to my two very, very special guests. So here's the quote. There is no better approach to solving challenges than the famous saying, two heads are better than one. Whether creating internal partnerships between colleagues or departments to larger partnerships between businesses, harnessing the strengths and abilities of others from different corners of your ecosystem. I'm dropping so many key words in here, so listen up. Is one of the most strategic ways for businesses to scale their innovation and solve complex challenges. And one more part to the quote, strategic partnerships benefit everyone, businesses, employees, and customers. And we've covered all the bases. So what are we talking about today? Do we underestimate the power of partnerships? Is that where your company is thinking, well, partners, I don't know, might be difficult, might be tough. How do we find the right ones? And all of us are consumers. As a consumer, how important is it to you personally to have a good experience with the companies you buy from, companies you do business with? And here's a, a really important question for businesses. This question has been around at least for the past couple of years. Can purpose and profit coexist? That may be an existential question, not sure about that. Well, no single company has a lock on selling any type of product or service. I think we're aware of that. Whether you're buying a car, you're getting takeout food, you're buying software, anything you want, anything you need, you have a choice. Where do you get it from? What's the best? Well, you can be selective and you can weigh lots of factors when deciding what companies to spend your money on do business with. Think about this, the quality of the product or the service, what's the reputation of the company, okay? What are the values of the company? Do they match your values? The brand of the company, does it match what you think the world should be doing, where we should be going, like in green businesses? Do you believe in that or not? People, like all of us, connect with companies that deliver consistent quality experiences because we see and feel the company's commitment in every time we interact with them, whether we're on their website, whether we're talking to a salesperson, whether we're deciding whether to buy from them. So I have two experts on the topic. This is going to be a great conversation, I promise you. We have SAP's Chief Partner Officer, Carl Farback. I'm going to spell his last name in case you want to look him up, F-A-H-R-B-A-C-H. And we have the COO of the SAP Global Partner Organization, Emer Neville. They're both on Zoom with me. I'm so happy to see them. And we're going to ask them to share their expert insights on the power of partnerships. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Again, welcome. Carl Farback, how are you? Doing good, Bonnie. How are you? I'm very well. I'm going to put you in speaker view, and I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. My guess is that in the SAP world, you probably are a household name by now. Um, but in case we have a broader listenership than that. So, Carl, in case there might be nine people in the world who don't know you who are listening, would you please <laughs> honor them with an introduction? Go ahead. Sure. Um, Carl Fabach, Chief Partner Officer um, of SAP. Um, I have been in the company now for 16 years. 
And, um, and I've been, in my entire 16 years in SAP, I've been always in the partner business, always running uh, partner businesses at the local level in, in Spain and in Germany. I was as well in regional roles, and then now I'm having a global role. So I manage really the whole ecosystem of SAP. Uh, globally, we have over 22,000 partners, 22,000 partners. So it's a huge ecosystem that we are managing. And, um, and there are any kind of partners, right? We have partners that build, partners that uh, develop software on our platform, partners that sell our solutions, and partners obviously as well that deliver services on top of the solutions that we, that we sell. Um, before SAP, I have been as well working for other software companies, Microsoft, Oracle, Computer Associates. And, uh, and it's very funny because in those companies as well, I was managing always the, the partner business. So I've been in partnerships uh, in my entire career. And um, I live in Barcelona, Spain, and I'm half German, half Spanish. Thank you very much, Carl. Pleasure to have you on the show. I know how hard it is to schedule you and Imer. I know how busy you are. So we're, we're very honored that you're here. And I'm My looking, pleasure. Oh, I'm looking forward to your insights, Carl. Thank you. Imer Neville. I'm so Hi, happy Bonnie. to meet. Hi, I'm going to put you on speaker. And for the, let's say it might be half of the, no, it might be nine other people who don't know who you are. Okay, so I'm not sure if you and Carl run in the same circle. So, Emer, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do. What brings you to this role? You have a very, very important role in the organization. And why are you passionate about partnerships? Emer, you're up. Sure. Hi, Bonnie. And, and to your listeners, my name is Emer Neville, as you, as you rightly said, and I'm the, the Chief Operating Officer for the Global Partner Organization and SAP. So it is really lovely to be here with you today to talk about change in the game, Bonnie. And I suppose for those trying to figure out my accent, I'm tuning into you from the west of Ireland today. I'm 100% Irish uh, from a lovely place called Galway. So as I mentioned as part of the role, or, or you asked me, I suppose, Bonnie, how have I gotten here? I've, I've worked in the tech industry for my entire career. Um, but reality is I, I graduated directly into SAP as a software company. So I've had, uh, again, like Carl, always worked in the partnership side or ecosystem side of the technology industry. And I suppose therein lies my primary hint for, for why I'm passionate about partnership, Bonnie. But also the way I look at it beyond the business context is, and, and what I'd like to maybe talk a little bit about today with you is the very essence of partnership at a human level. And I suppose the power that we have when we partner up to achieve better outcomes. We all know, as you mentioned at the start, Bonnie, two heads are better than one, but this clearly transcends. Um, I think when we think about the power of the collective, it's truly unstoppable and never more relevant than, than now that we employ the power of partnership to, to get us through our crisis and, and to propel us into the next stage of our society, should I say. So looking forward to talking about the power of the partnership and also what I suppose the power of partnership has for our future as we think, not just from a business side, but also from, from our wider environment, Bonnie. So looking forward to speaking to you about that. Thank you, Emer, and thank you, Carl. Emer, you said something so important. You said the human side. I do radio shows on supply chain and digitalization and the future of industries. And we often talk about businesses should, teams should. And sometimes I just stop the show. I don't stop the show, but I stop the conversation. I say, who should? Is there a person? Is it the C-suite? Is it, I'll call it the grassroots line people? Is it a team? Is it 
excuse me for using the M word, is it a millennial team who say, we got to change the way this company, we got to do this, we got, so we talk about businesses should, or they must, or they have to, but we don't often talk about that human side. Who decides it's time for a partnership? Who decides how strategic it will be? Who recruits or or curates the partnership? Can we just go around on this for a second before we get to the quotes? Carl, any thoughts on that, then Emer? Yeah, I mean, I mean, people is everything, right? I mean, companies are run by people. Decisions are made by people, and um, and the culture of companies are as well created by people, right? So I think uh, that's uh, the human component of the companies, right? It's I think everywhere. And sometimes you're right. I mean, we talk about companies or departments and so on, but actually it's people behind. And this is what we need to win, right? We need to win really the hearts of the people and the minds of the people to make things happen. And um, and we need as well to treat people with respect. I mean, we are talking about intelligent people that are really having a, an impact. They have as well their, their opinions. So I think uh, that's as well how I um, like as well to work, right? With uh, people that I can listen to, people that I can ask as well opinion, then I can make my decision, but it's always involving people and making sure that people feel part of the decisions we are making. They feel as well part of the business they are in and uh, you need to motivate people. People need to be motivated to really be productive. And, and then after the people, then you have the departments and you have the company, right? So this is uh, how it's made. It's not the other way around. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what Go you ahead, just Amer. said there, Carl. I think it's really, I suppose partnership doesn't exist without people. And I think that's that's the whole formation of it. Yeah. I think together we have power, alone we have little. And I think it's very relevant mm-hmm. to current days. And I think this is what I certainly see with you, Carl, um, during work every day. It's all about the people and the, the human elements. And when you can motivate one, as you said, Bonnie, it's a grassroots we're running a a next generation partnering type of movement, should I say, um, collectively in our organization. And it's very much about the people. What do they want? How can they contribute? I see people as the ingredients, but the the masterpiece is the tapestry of of really a collective. So I think um, that can apply to every particular situation. It happens to be very relevant to our professional careers and our business, but I take a huge amount of them lessons into, into life as well, Bonnie. So thank you, Emer. And Carl, you brought up winning the hearts and minds of people. Isn't that really, is that what a team is all about? Is that what a partnership is about? It is. Two people working in a team side by side, what we used to call desk to desk or next to, now it's remote screened. We're all next to each other right now because we're all working on, on video conferencing. So let's move on. This is the part of the show. I knew you'd, you knew I'd get to it eventually. I've asked my panelists to send me a fun movie or song quote, something that'll engage the audience and say, wow, that's interesting. And they're going to be brave enough to relate the quote to our topic in their own words. Remember, the topic is the power of partnerships at its many, many levels, many colors and flavors, whatever it means to your company, to our business listeners. So Carl Farbeck has sent me a quote from Bobby McFerrin. And Bobby McFerrin, very much alive and well-born in 1950, American jazz vocalist known for his vocal techniques. He sings fluidly with considerable jumps in pitch. I don't know, really know what that means, but they talk about arpeggios and alternating with harmonies. It sounds very technical. His song, I'm going to quote the title in a second, and listeners may know, Carl is nodding, was a number one U.S. pop hit in 1988. It won Song of the Year and Record of the Year at the 1989 Grammys. Okay. Carl, should I try to sing it? You want to sing it? You sing better than I sing. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's been proven. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. And before you say anything, Carl, I want to read the the first stanza of the song. It's, here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. 
Don't worry, be happy. In every life, we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Carl, we've never had Bobby McFerrin quoted on the show. (laughs) So this is a treat. So what in the world does this have to do with partnerships, Carl? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's kind of the, the essence a little bit on, on how I am, right? And, and how I like to, to work with people as well. So it's, it's, I mean, you see how, I mean, especially these days, right? I mean, how, how many things are happening in the world and, and how the world is really changing and, and people are actually worried, right? But in the end, I think the essence is really to make sure that uh, you understand what is the important things in life, right? And, and, and this is probably the, the peers that you have there, your friends, your family, yourself, your health. So that is, that, I think this is for me what you really need to to, take, to to worry about, right? If you have your basics, right? If you, if you are healthy, you are here, you are there. I mean, we are. I mean, we are now enjoying this conversation together, right? And and you have as well your friends that are healthy that are there to you to help you. You have as well your uh, your partners, your family. That's what really counts, right? And and sometimes. We tend um, in, the, in many companies like the, the one we work, which has thousands of, or tens of tens of thousands of people, um, in the I mean in every day, we tend to make things too complex, right? And and I believe that uh, partnerships are here to to help you to to make things better and improve things. But I think the the, the essence of it is don't make it complicated, right? I mean if things are or can be compli- enough uh, complicated, so let's try to make it easy. Let's try to worry for what is really important, right? And then the rest there is always a solution. And I, I believe, I mean, I'm a positive person. I believe as well in having as well a positive mindset. And, uh, and I rely as well on partners, on friends, on, on family to, to help me um, solve problems, right? So uh, don't worry, be happy. There's going to be always a solution because if you're really partnered with others, um, the solution will be found. I like that. And, you know, Carl, there's a way of looking at problems and it's challenges instead of problems. What is the yeah. challenge and how will we solve it? Some people walk into exactly. a room or a meeting and say, oh, we've got problems and this isn't working. Well, stop, think, pick your battles, pick your worries and think, how can we solve it? How can we get around it? How can we change the parameters and come up with a solution that will work for all or some of us who need to? But I love the quote. And it goes back to your, Carl, your statement about winning the hearts and minds. Very, very important. And Emer's comment about it's about people, right? It's all about engaging yeah. people. So, Emer, I'm looking at your quote and you sent me something fun. I don't think we've had any anybody from this movie. It's Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story franchise of films. Toy Story, 1995, American computer animated buddy comedy film produced by Pixar Animation and released by Walt Disney Pictures. Buzz Lightyear is a fictional character. He's a toy space ranger superhero. I want to be a space ranger superhero when I grow up. According to the movies in an action figure in the franchise and his buddy, his pal is Chef Wo- Sheriff Woody. And they're the two characters who were the leads in all four Toy Story movies. Here's the quote, four words, that's it. With a dot, 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 ellipsis in the middle and an exclamation point to infinity and beyond. I don't know if he sounds like that. Emer, rescue me, please. What are we talking about here? Great intro, Bonnie. So I suppose uh, I don't. I didn't necessarily want to be an astronaut before I came a COO. There's a bit more essence to the the quote, but I think I'm shown as well that I'm a pesky millennial with my choice. I think, but reality is, I think beyond that, I suppose it's just more the the optimism side of of me, Bonnie. Uh, to to Carl's point as well, it's very much my approach to to life. I suppose there's again to Carl's point, there is no problem that can't be solved 
you know, with the collective. And I think in the same way, Buzz, in, in the, the Toy Story, I mean, it was all about pulling people together to go find Andy. But it's really, for me, it's the power of the partnership is the mechanism by which we can achieve outcomes, collective innovation, and in leadership life, and even in relationships, as Carl mentions there, a common purpose is vital um, if you are to achieve anything from the smallest goal to reaching infinity and beyond. So that's really one of my motivational statements for myself. I think it's applicable for everything, uh, Bonnie, and I am a big Toy Story fan. So That's lovely. Thank you very much, Imre. Thank you, Carl. I love the movie. I love the song. And it just, it just makes you think happy stuff, right? Why shouldn't we? The world is filled with challenges. The word disruption took on a whole new meaning eight months ago for everybody around the world. I was shocked to learn on one of my other radio shows that the U.S. auto industry, the factory, shut down for 45 days. This has never happened before. What's going on? And we're recovering. We're trying to recover and survive. And some are and some are not. But going forward, two heads are better than one partnership is going to be the way. And that's why we're so happy to be here on Changing the Game with Next Generation Partner, not just partnering, Next Generation Partnering. Carl Farback, I'm looking at your discussion statements. Let's take a deep dive into our topic here. So statement number one, let me read just a little tiny bit and have you expand it for about two minutes. And then we'll see if Emmer agrees or if she has the nerve to disagree. I'm not, I don't know how well you know each other. And then I'll pick a statement from Emmer. I'll put it in the notes for you. Emer, so you'll take a look in the chat and Carl as well. And here's the statement from Carl. Number one, show by example how to deliver quality experiences. Let me read a little bit more. Companies that are committed to delivering quality experiences to customers have to make sure everyone representing the company delivers the same quality. I'm going to stop right there. This is so true, Carl, and companies don't get this. I speak from personal experience. Talk to me, Carl. Expand it, please. Yeah, and I think for me, it's, it's about really, I mean, being genuine, being honest as well, and really uh, do what you say, right? I mean, we see and we have as well experiences, especially now where we have so much information about everything. We get bombarded every day with many different, uh, through many different channels of information. Uh, I think what really stands out these days, and I think uh, this is something that is as well very close to, to my heart, is be honest, be genuine, right? And, and then lead by example, right? Whatever you say you're going to do, then you have to do it, right? Whatever you say you are, make sure that you really act like this as well, right? And I think that's very uh, compelling as well to companies, right? Um, I think a, a good way to really be different from the competition is to make sure that you act like you say, right? Make sure that you lead by example. Um, we see that as well in partnerships every day. I mean, the, the, the same way you would like to be treated, treat you, other, you, you should treat, be treating others, right? Um, what we say as well here in, in SAP is as well, we, we really look at, I mean, how we're looking at customers, right? And how we're looking at partners, right? And I think we should uh, treat both the same way and mm-hmm. we should really treat partners as, as if they would, custom, they would be customers, right? And when I say partners, I could say as well providers. So I think it's really creating a culture in the company that allows you really to lead by example um, to have very clear what you want to uh, do, right? And, and then really uh, do it as well, right? I mean, don't, don't only say it, but just uh, do it as well. Um, and, um, and I think a way to do that, right, is basically it, it starts with the people, right? Now going back to the people, it really starts by every interaction you have with people, we need to be all leading by example, right? And that will create a culture and then your company will act like, act like this, right? So if you say that we need to be partner friendly, we need to be customer friendly, but then you're an, a, someone arrogant, right? That treats uh, employees in a different way. You will create that culture 
And at some point, this will filter to the customer, this will filter to your partner, and they will notice it. So I think it starts by really leading by example, creating a culture, and really pushing it through by, by acting every day, right? I, I had a very good coach, um, and they, when I started as well in sales uh, many years ago, and I was doing coaching, right? I mean, we should re- we, we record the, the calls that th- those guys were making. And then I would be sitting there and doing coaching. And another guy was coaching me, right? And how I was coaching the people. And something he said is, um, I was we were going through a lot of calls and so on. And he said, Carl, do you notice that in, in uh, some, uh, some of those calls, you end up with a bad feedback, right? Imagine how this person goes home, right? Uh, you, uh, you end up with some feedback that they need to improve. Uh, the person is maybe not very happy with the feedback and then she or he goes home and then the bad feeling is always there, right? Imagine mm-hmm. how you can change the life of this person if you really go or end this conversation with good feedback, right? With an encouraging feedback, things that they can improve, the opportunities and so on. You would leave that person going home with a positive attitude, with a good mindset, and then she or he can even have an impact on the people they talk to, right? So it's kind of a, a, an impact that you can have on many people if you really act like you are, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a matter of uh, leading by example, making sure that uh, you have a, a clear a, a culture you want to drive and make sure that you really act on it and don't really deviate yourself, right? And again, the way you act with every single people in your organization will be then filtered. It will be the way you will be treating your customers and your partners. It's a ripple effect, Carl. I think that's what you're exactly. saying. And a yeah. domino effect. And you want yeah. the right dominoes. Emer, join us, please. Agree or disagree? I think I know what you're going to say. Absolutely agree. Trust is the... the- absolute currency when it comes to relationships and partnerships so uh, absolutely and I can testify to how Carl would would action that every day every action every practice and it does follow through the the company so absolutely agree thank you very much good first topic there Carl Emer I'm sneaking this up on you because you were talking but I just put it in the chat let's go to statement number one from you I will read it you say we're living in the midst of an inflection of changing points in society in how we work, how we live, how we progress from here. And that's your quote from infinity and beyond, right? 2020 has highlighted the need to think and act differently. Emer, how does this impact partnerships? Talk to me. Yeah, well, I suppose, first of all, I don't think anyone would disagree with me that it hasn't been a disruptive year, Bonnie. I mean, what a year. I mean, we we have to look back just individually as, I mean, it's still only October. It feels like it, we, our whole <laughs> lives have changed reality, and they have. I mean, it depends on which geography you're in, of course. But, I mean, no one could have... Uh, uh, I suppose, predicted what occurred over the last months. But it has shown how adoptable we are. I mean, individually, we wouldn't, as a society, if we look at all of the things that have happened in the last eight months, give me confidence for how we're going to solve this as a community and the issue and the crisis. But also, it kind of, it, it has highlighted the way we acted in the past, how much we traveled from a business perspective, how much we, I suppose, how much we consumed, how much, I mean, everything has changed over the last couple of months. So it really has highlighted the importance of changing and acting differently. And when I think about applying that to partnership, I mean, since I suppose February, at least where I am in, in Europe, um, we've been kind of restricted in terms of our you know, travel and transport and everything else. And I suppose if I look at this time last year, I would have spent maybe 40, 42 weeks of the year uh, in other locations, in a plane, Mm -hmm. traveling and everything else. But from the following week, I mean, our business continued as normal. We as, as we say, we started using Teams and Skype and all of our different virtual conferencing tools. Everything became much more 
digital, but life continued. But I think it has given us an opportunity to look at how we act, as I say. And I think from a business perspective, that's very much, I think, the best examples of great leadership in terms of business over the last couple of months has has been seen by, I mean, the collective effort of companies to work with governments to build contract tracing apps, to bring PPE equipment to other parts of the world. So I think that will continue, certainly. And I I love that part, especially where we work. We, We get the opportunity to be a part of the social agenda, the social community reach out. And, and it's great to work as part of a company that really is looking after their community. And I do think that's one of the things that I'm seeing as a trend, I think, Bonnie, that companies will really start to think differently when it comes to their output and not just selling, but really looking after the community that that serves them as well. The second component, I suppose, from a workplace environment, Bonnie, and I mentioned it around the travel, I mean, certainly people have more time in their home. Home has really become their haven. And I think virtual workplaces and everything else, that is certainly going to become the complete new norm. I don't think we'll ever go back to really 100% what we were like before. And that gives a great opportunity for us to redefine how we're going to, to live going forward, how much time we can spend with families and friends and relationships and and how we don't constantly have to travel to have, you know, or to be to be present physically. So I do think, I suppose, we need to think and act differently. I don't have the answers, but every day we we see the way in which we're adopting our mindset. And I certainly think the next two to three years will be fundamental in, in terms of how we change our approach to work and life and everything else. Thank you, Emer. So many words of wisdom. Carl Farback, join us. Agree or disagree? I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> mm. I think I agree, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, no, but, uh, Back on the what, plane, Emer. Yeah. <laughs> no, what Emer was just saying is something that I've been living through as well. I mean, I was as well. I mean, I, even more. I mean, I was every week out, right, in different uh, continents. Sometimes uh, I was coming home for the weekends, and that was kind of the life, the, the lifestyle that I had, right? And um, and and then all of a sudden, the situation changes for you, right? And you're in a complete different uh, scenario. But the thing is, to your point, Emer, adaptability, right? I mean, we are able to adapt very quickly. And then I was happy just being at home, right? I mean, just in, in this kind of little universe that was really reduced by, I mean, being traveling the entire world to really be reduced at home. Um, it took a couple of days, right? But then I was feeling nice. And, and that was my universe, right? So that was my universe. And I could connect in a different way to the, to the rest of the world. And you make things happen, right? So it's, uh, again, I mean, don't worry, be happy. Uh, there, there will be a solution, right? And, and, and it has been proven that it is a solution. And to your point, I believe that, Partnerships will be uh, the the solution to many of the problems we have today. So we have a we have a we have, we, I mean the, the entire world or every one of us has one problem right now, and they, we need to really uh, find a solution that works for everybody, right? So and 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 I see as well great examples there in the society, in the governments, uh, in in private sectors, in public sectors that people are really working together to find a solution to the problem. So I'm a positive here as well. Optimism rules on this show today. By the way, if you're just tuning in, this is Changing the Game with Next Generation Partnering. And I'm very honored to be speaking with Carl Farback and Emer Neville, both at SAP. And I'm still Bonnie D. Graham. Bonnie in the house. We're talking about many aspects, many roads to good partnerships. Why? What is your company? What is your team? What is your organization? What does your community need partnerships? Because we do. And this is the time to think about it. We're deep into our roundtable conversation right now. Carl, I'm looking at your statement number three. Very interesting. This is probably 
probably going to be a shock to some companies that haven't looked, I won't say look in the mirror, but but looked at where we need to go. Talk about changing, Emer. Uh, your, your comment here is focus on quality over quantity. And Carl says, in the past, support programs for vendors and partners were based on sales. The more you sold, the better you were rated as a partner. I'm going to stop right there. And Carl, why did you explain? And by the way, to the two of you, I gave up on whether we're in the new normal, the next normal, the new abnormal, I used to call it. I've, I've, I don't think I've coined this, but I call this the new reality. Yeah. And that way it can change every day. It's never going to be normal. It's going to be some shade of normal, abnormal, but I call it we're in the new reality. Every day is a new reality. So I put that on the table. Carl, focus on quality over quantity. Tell me, please. Yes, quality over quantity, right? So, um, I mean, as we're going into this new reality, um, what we see as well and, and what I believe is that um, again, and probably this touches as well with my previous statement, right? With kind of leading by example. I've been many years in sales organizations or in sales related organizations, right? Uh, we're called customer uh, facing organization. And, um, and I was always told, look, I mean, we need to go to the customers, right? And maybe uh, make sure that we find a solution for the customer, right? Solution experts, really always solution oriented. But um, if you look at how we were all measured, it was by sales. Right. So we were all looking at the number and that's the way we measured our success with the customer. Right. Uh, we didn't really look at uh, is the customer happy with the solution. Right. Is the customer becoming more successful because we were providing a solution. Right. How do the customer feel really? Um, and I think now that the world is changing. Right. And if you look as well uh, to have a, an impact in your company long term, uh, sales numbers matter. But what really matters is your customer, right? I mean, how does the customer feel? How is your customer really using your solution? Are they really getting benefits out of this solution? Are they getting the outputs that they expected? Are they becoming more successful because you are helping them? So I believe that instead of really looking only at numbers, right, and, and sales numbers and how, how much uh, are you selling to those customers, we should be looking at the customer, right? And then if you look at the customer, I can guarantee you, right, focus on the customer, make sure that you make them successful, and then the sales numbers will, will follow, right? And the same applies with uh, or to partners, right, which is my topic. The way we look at partners as well, we have been looking always at partners as a an extended arm that we had to make sure that we could maximize sales, right? So we had like say, business plans for the partners. We push them as well to sell more. We give them as well incentives to reach the targets and sell more. But we didn't really care about how they were treating the customers. And more importantly, how we were treating those partners, right? Uh, it's not all about what can what can the partners do for us, for us, right? It's what can we do for the partners? How can we help them to become more successful? Uh, with their customers, right? And, and for me, that's a, a key element and, and a key mindset that they, uh, we are trying to change as well. And, and myself, instead of just looking at numbers, focus on the quality, make sure that you have a successful customers, customer, then the sales will follow. Make sure that you have successful partners and then you're going to have as well successful customers. So it's a topic of really focus on the quality, make sure that you focus on the right things, right? Sometimes you have to stop, breathe a little bit, and really focus on the important stuff, right? And, and then focus on that, and then the rest will follow. So I'm a big believer of a quality of a, a, a quality first, quantity will follow, right? Interesting. That is probably a huge mind shift for many leaders. Am I right, Carl? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't add up on the bottom line right away. Your brain has to say, wait a minute, Carl's saying quality first and quantity will follow. And that's a leap of faith. Am I right? Companies didn't didn't work that way. We got to push out more. We got to get more production. We got to squeeze our assembly lines. Exactly. We got to make sure we're producing, producing, producing. And it's different now. Emer, please join us. Thoughts on what Carl said. Go ahead, Emer. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The only thing I'd add, and it's probably the similarly, is is your brand needs to align or the, the principles need to align as well. And in this world now where people have more choice, humans, they, they have more choice to select, you know, um, just because you are a preferred vendor of a customer doesn't mean you're going to be tomorrow. So every moment matters. Every opportunity you have to build trust or share with your customers an aligned agenda, be it trust or whatever else, honesty is very important within the customer life cycle as well. When every customer has access to all information online, I mean, your brand or your mission needs to align very closely with the customers. So to Carl's point, it is around quality and the quality of the relationship. Very much you can build and innovate over, over that time going forward. Very interesting. We're touching on so many really important aspects and we're talking way beyond business partnerships. We're talking society, we're talking everybody and the world. So I'm really enjoying the conversation. Emer, I'm going to your statement number five. This is interesting. Let's get back to the business aspect a little more closely. You say niche players or niche, as some people would prefer to say niche players, are bringing amazing products to market so fast that established enterprises find it hard to compete on a product-to-product basis. No single entity can do that on their own anymore. And I'm wagging my finger for us here on Zoom because I think that's what you're trying to say to the listeners. Emer, why don't you expand us and we'll see what Carl has to say. Go ahead. Yeah, it applies to all industries, Bonnie. And I suppose, as as you say now, which I'm going to take your phrase, Bonnie, <laughs> the new reality. I mean, let's look at the for- Fortune 500 or any sort of, I suppose, big, big businesses that, that I mean, have built their, their agendas and built their entire companies off the back of great products, brilliant products, legacy products. I mean, products that change, has changed the industry over the past 30 to 40 decades. But digital transformation is really only around five to 10 years and how lucky we are considering what has happened with COVID and everything else this year that we have digital technologies that are at our fingerprints and many startups have been responsible for the true innovation that's come in the last decade, I think. So I think it's very important as we look at reinventing industries, should I say, and this is not just software or anything else. If we think about hospitality, uh, the travel industry now, how do we bring ourselves forward from here? And I suppose you know, as I mentioned, uh, Bonnie, a lot of niche players are bringing amazing innovation to life globally immediately. Now, with digital, you can do that. You can bring a great product to market and you can make that a really quick success very, very quickly. So the reality is, I suppose, when it comes down to my statement, Bonnie, it's all about the power of partnership again. You've seen some amazing strategic partnerships, even if the last six months, to bring solutions to communities specifically about what's happened, but also on the business side. um, I mean, strategic partnerships will be the way forward, I believe, especially in the software industry, as customers really need a whole tapestry of solutions and they need it to work personalized to them. And 
no one vendor can really make all of that happen for a customer. So I think that's really, I suppose, where my point lies, Bonnie, the power of partnership. And really, for companies that are out there, startups or otherwise, you need to keep your eye on the competition. You need to keep your eye on not the big guys that you're used to competing to, but the really quick thinkers, the really quick innovators. And it's not to take them out of the market. It's to work with them and really, you know, build a partnership with great innovators, startups, facilitate innovation, organic innovation right back at school, education, universities, so that we can just bring a collective better solutions to the market. But I think nutshell, Bonnie, power of partnership will keep you in business. And I think no true company is going to be able to operate on their own in silo going forward. Thank you, Emer. Carl, thoughts on what Emer just shared? What do you think? I, I, I agree. I mean, uh, if you see how the needs of companies and people are changing so quickly, right, as, as the world really goes as well very quickly these days, you see as well technology really allowing the, the innovation to go much quicker actually even than the, than, the, than the customer needs and the people needs. So I think it's a combination that uh, can only be resolved if you talk to specialists, right? So people have very specific needs, companies as well, or, or people in companies have as well very specific needs. So uh, those niche players or specialists are very much needed to really uh, ensure that uh, we really, or the solutions uh, we are offering really meet the needs of, of our customers and our people and the, and, and the way, and probably the, the only caveat to that is uh, how can those niche players, those small players, those boutique players uh, really scale? Well, they can scale through partnerships, right? So that's, uh, I think that's the way we need to look at it, right? I mean, big players with scalability need to look as well at augmenting their portfolio with little pieces that others have uh, because they cannot do it everything alone, right? In order to stay relevant to the end customer, they need to collaborate with others and bring the best of the best to make sure that they can offer this to the customer. Thank you. And the the comments about scaling and smaller niche players surviving can't can't do it. No man, no company is an island anymore. That's mm-hmm. another song, and not good. It's not going to work. Famous phrase. Carl, I think we have time for one more statement. Let's see. We're we're looking at about oh ten more minutes of conversation here. Carl, I'm looking at your statement number five. You say embrace sustainability. Sustainability is huge for many companies. They want to do. They want to talk to business people about sharing their sustainability goals. Why don't you talk about the partnership aspects of sustainability, Carl? Yeah. So first of all, the topic of sustainability, right? Um, yeah, many companies we see that want now to, to really go public with their sustainability goals. They are doing something about it. But I think the, the, the issue is an important one, right? Because if we see mm-hmm. many issues that we are seeing now popping up in the world, we can maybe relate even to COVID. Some experts are saying that this is due or uh, because of the sustainability, we're not taking care enough of sustainability and really taking care of the world. Um, that means that um, it, it should start with companies, right? Again, I mean, companies should lead by example. Uh, we have companies of many industries that should be really look at, I mean, how can they run their business in a sustainable way and make sure that sustainability uh, is something that it's not only measured and they don't only have KPIs, but they really act on it and do things uh, to to help. Because again, sustainability, as the world says, is, um, is is the only way we can really sustain what we have and not lose, right? And uh, I think that it's a very thin line that we are in right now to uh, go to one side or the other. So let's make sure that uh, everyone is really taking sustainability very seriously because that will drive, I think, a better world for everyone, right? Now in a business context, if you look at sustainability, um, I believe sustainability drives actually profitability, right? So the more sustainable you are, 
the more you will be looking at the resources, at doing things better, at doing as well things uh, to give back to the society and to the world. And that in the end, as I mentioned before, will really lead to profitability, right? And then the more profitable you are, the more you can invest or reinvest in sustainability. So it's kind of a circle uh, where profitability leads to sustainability and sustainability to profitability. Um, and then in the context of partnership again, right? Um, I mean, no single company can really look at profitability and on their own. So profitability, sorry, sustainability is something you do to sustain your ecosystem, right? And the ecosystem is formed by, by other partners. So you can do it only, always in, in, only in conjunction with, uh, with other players, right, in, in your ecosystem. So again, sustainability, you do it for the rest and, and for you. And this is why you need to collaborate with others as well to make sure that your ecosystem stays healthy. Thank you. And we all want a healthy ecosystem. Emer, talk about sustainability. And we're going to cover one more topic after that. I think we can squeeze in one more. Emer, what do you think? I'm going to agree, surprisingly enough, Bonnie. <laughs> I'll leave it there. I absolutely agree. And I think we all have an individual accountability to that, really. I, I mean, we all have to follow that. But I certainly think that businesses have a big role to play in leading by example. Okay, thank you very much. And Emer, while I have you, that was brief until the point, I have you, I'm going to tee up one more comment here. I'm looking at your statement. Hold on, I'm scrolling down. I only have 10 pages. Statement number six. Here's a quote from Thomas Mattingly, 1960s NASA Apollo. It won't fail because of me. And what you want to talk about, you told me, is total accountability to the common purpose. Let's wrap up with that one. Then we'll do our predictions. Emer, accountability, so important. Yeah, it's just such an important quote or, or a message, I think, Bonnie, that I totally relate to. And I, I think a lot of people do. I mean, the, the Apollo mission, it won't fail because of me. So, I mean, every person, I think, uh, from a business environment has a, has, a, has a purpose, has a reason why they're hired and has a reason why they, they deliver. But I think when it comes to the big, big goals, the infinity and beyond goals, I mean, everyone has a total accountability to their part of the process. So, I mean, it goes back to what Carl said about showing up in front of your customers as one team. Uh, it's the same thing. I mean, it won't fail because of me is, is a mission that I certainly have in my head because I'm not going to let the side down or at least I'll try my best not to. And I think if everyone does their little bit in society and their business and their work context, it won't fail because we'll all be doing the component along the chain. So that's probably what it means to me. And I think, again, when it brings it back down to, to partnership, Bonnie, it is really about accountability to our partners, be it at a relationship level or at a business level, accountability to doing the right thing. And as Carl just introed the, the podcast with, really doing what you say and say what you're going to do. And I think that's the most important thing. As I said, trust is the most important currency. And that's certainly what that quote would mean to me, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Wonderful quote. And Carl, why don't you join us in thoughts about accountability? Where do you sit or stand on that one, Carl Farbeck? I mean, it, it's key, right? I mean, we, we touched on it on the, on the previous point as well on sustainability. So I think uh, I mean, accountability is the key really to have things happen, right? And to get things done and to make sure that people really feel responsible for it, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's everyone's responsibility to achieve something if it's important, right? And uh, we need as well to be consistent with what we say. And the accountability plays a big, big role here. 
Thank you very much. Now, you know what? We're in the crystal ball predictions round part of the show. And I have to tell our listeners, I did not ask for a prediction in advance. We've had some very interesting statements and comments back and forth between Carl Farback and Emer Neville. And I'm going to ask you, Carl, to put on your crystal ball predictions hat or earpiece or whatever you're going to do in advance of New Year's <laughs> Eve. I don't know if you agree with me, but I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Let's oh, yes. Just go. <laughs> Put it behind us already. Somebody just got a warning message. Yes. So, Carl, take a look into the, let's say, in the next, anytime between January 2021 and December 2025, if you want to look in that time frame, once you take about 60 seconds, what's your prediction on the power of partnerships? Will companies that have listened to us today, hopefully, listen to this wonderful conversation, have gained some insights into where to put the, the importance factor, where to focus, where to put their energy and their mission and their passion, because that's what you and Emer have shared, mission, passion, vision, energy. So Carl, what do you predict? 60 seconds. I've talked longer than that. Go. <laughs> yes. So my prediction is by that in the next uh, three to five years, every company will have a chief partner officer. I mean, uh, every company needs right now to look at the, the power of partnerships. If, I mean, I think my role was announced 18 months ago. And I believe that I was the very first one in the industry that had a, a, a chief partner officer. And, uh, and I believe that, uh, I mean, what I've seen as well, right? I mean, I, I regularly check as well and check on LinkedIn. I read as well the news and I see more companies having a chief partner officer, right? So this is something, this is a movement that is starting. And I feel and predict that in the next years, uh, I mean, every major company that really takes very seriously innovation that takes seriously as well sustainability that takes as well very seriously looking at uh, at the quality beyond just the quantity and having as well an impact and give something back to the society will have a chief partner officer because that's the only way to win i like that is the c-suite table big enough carl or now that it's remote it's going to always be big enough for another good partner on that team right (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be big enough. And I think one of the most important roles in that table should be the chief partner officer. So I like that. that let's go that's, for it. That's one of the best predictions we've had. Emer, <laughs> no pressure. What do you see? What's your prediction? Crystal ball. Yeah, that was a good one, Carl. I think I'm going to be a bit more mainstream. I think I suppose, Bonnie, I'll take your one, the new reality. What is it going to be for the next three to five years? And we have an awful, we have an important role to play ourselves here. But I do think to, to our points throughout the podcast, social enterprise will become an integrated measure of success for a lot of companies. And I think they'll be perceived on that as well, be it in the stock market or everything else. I think doing good, good for business, and it's going to be an important way for companies to to move forward. Secondly, talent and people are very, very close to my heart. So I think we're going to see a big transformation around education, the education to workforce and everything else, because if we think about it, we're all virtual, we're all remote now, at least for now. So I do think that really the virtual workforce will become the new norm. Every company needs to be prepared, equipped and enabled to really offer an an engaging employee experience, uh, especially if we are in working virtual environments. And I would leave you with three points, which, which I um, I suppose it's up in the back of my screen here, Bonnie, and it's also three mm. things that I live my life by in work. It's innovation. So any companies out there, any leaders, we need to think constantly how we're innovating. So innovating with partnerships, bringing better solutions, bringing better predictability. Economics, it has to work for both parties. Mm-hmm. So you have to write the 
drive the right commercials um, and the experience. So the trust, the relationship and the experience. So I would leave people with look after your innovation, make sure you're firing in innovation, make sure you have the right economics and make sure you deliver the best in class experience that you can possibly do. Wow. Thank you both. I that was nice. Carl, Carl. Yeah, I think Carl, you want to say anything back to Emer? Yeah, I mean, I was just saying. I mean, uh, if you look at those, uh, I mean, innovation, economics, and um, and experience. I just wanted to say as well that a company that really wants to drive innovation wants as well to improve the economics for the customers, or uh, and, and it wants as well to improve the experience for their customers, their employees. They cannot do it alone. They always need partnerships to do that, right? So partners yep. can help you to drive more innovation. Partners can help you as well to drive better economics. And partners can help you as well to drive a better experience for your customers and for your employees. Two heads are better than one. Back to my Absolutely. opening quote. Okay, yeah. Carl Farbeck, such an honor to meet you and have you share your time and insights with us and your great wisdom. And congratulations on being the first in in any industry to have that title. You are a game changer, Carl. You are a groundbreaker. You are a frontier person. And I appreciate knowing you. Emer Neville, what can I say? Such wonderful. You have such a passion for this topic, Emer. You make it so human and warm when you speak about this. You're, oh, I wish everybody could see you on the video. You're smiling when you speak and you make it about people about real people in the new reality. And thank you also for your words of wisdom and the great prep. And we have to do a shout out, of course, to Dennis McHugh and to David McAtamney. I've worked very hard on pronouncing his last name without messing it up. <laughs> David, I really worked hard on this. And we have a young lady in the room. We have Ty Trand. I think that's how to pronounce her name. And thank you for also being supportive of this show. And we have to do a shout out to Matt our engineer, why don't you put your hands together, Carl and Emer? Let's say thank you for Matt being our engineer today. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I have a call to action here. I always do this on the Game Changer shows. In case you haven't heard it, listen up. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? My car is getting two months to the gallon. How's yours doing? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Carl Farback at SAP and just like Emer Neville. Be safe, be smart, be savvy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game with Next Generation Partnering, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.